Hello and a very warm welcome to No One Gets Out of Here Alive. My name is Holly Leon Hawk and I will be taking you on a gentle, sometimes humorous and sometimes challenging meander through the myths, beliefs and ideas around all things end of and after life. In this series of podcasts, I will be chatting with a whole range of guests from sound artists, willow weavers through to end of life doulas and people who have had near death experiences to help give you a more holistic, rounded view. It just may be a few new possibilities of how the inevitable can be approached because remember, no one, not even you, gets out of here alive. Hello and a very warm welcome. I have the immense pleasure of actually having with me two guests live in the studio and not on Zoom today. So, um, one of I asked them how they'd like to be introduced and I think you're going to be guessing who wrote this. So, <laughs> this was sent to me. Um, so, I'd like to introduce... The stunningly handsome and intelligent Timothy James Hayward, the original <laughs> and one and only owner, founder and funeral director extraordinaire. And then... <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> um, Dave, the old bloke who occasionally follows Tim about a bit. Wow. <laughs> How do you feel about that, I mean, Dave? I'm, I'm so glad I vetted that before it came out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't expect any less. From me. <laughs> it's accurate, isn't it? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> would you like to introduce yourself? No, okay, Dave, introduce yourself as you'd like to be introduced, because obviously Tim did a dreadful job there. <laughs> uh, I'm Dave. I am the bald one. Um, but can pull it off because I am that handsome. Um, yeah, I'm co-founder of um, Hainan Funeral Services. Hainan Funeral Services, yes. So I have with me today two uh, professional funeral directors of many years standing who last year, 2020, set up their own um, uh, going concern and are doing incredibly well. Um I work a lot with Tim and Dave and think they're absolutely fantastic, lovely, lovely chaps to work with. And especially having come from the traditional um, route, you're refreshingly human, shall I say. <laughs> yeah. So can I ask you, first of all, um, how did you both end up working as a funeral director? Because it's not everybody's... Yeah, wish it's, list it's, it's one school, of those uh, industries that you do fall into, yes. as it were. Yes. Um, but seeming as you were first, Always. I'll, I'll let you go first. Um, <laughs> yeah, so my mum was uh, an embalmer. Um, I effectively didn't really know where I wanted to go or what I wanted to do. Um, so she said, why don't you come and do this and see if anything falls into place? And here I am 10 years later. And then with ten you... 10 years later? Yeah, 10 mm, years later. Ten years. 11 almost. And then when... Uh, I think you were I was, I was, doing well, what you were doing. Yeah, I was a um, manager in retail and doing all of the hours under the sun um, mm -hmm. as, as retail obviously dictates. And you're still doing all the hours under the yes, sun. Yes, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, um, so working all bank holidays, having no life to mm. myself. Um, I had a little chat with Tim and in where we were, where Tim was working, jobs were very far and few between. Mm. 
and he said, um, "Old uh, David Jobs, come up, go for it, try." And mm. I was like, "Oh, I'm not sure. It's, it's, it's you know, it's the funeral industry." Had you seen a dead body before that? Yes, um, I had because of where Tim used to live. Um, right. He used to live above one of the branches. Oh. Um, and obviously us being friends for ever yeah. um, used to go around and there would be deceased right. that would be walking past to go up into the flat yeah um, yeah so I ha- had seen um, right people before yeah but I didn't think that it would be a vocation for myself mm. and then I thought you know what I'll go for it go for the interview and then uh, took the jump and here I am there you are. All, all these years later. Yeah. So how old were you two when you met? 14? Yeah, 13, 14, yeah, wasn't it? 13, yeah, 13, 14. And I, and I bet you had no idea back then that you'd both be doing this. It's strange, isn't it? Even yeah. now, I still just sometimes just look and just think, what are we doing here? <laughs> you know, what are we doing here? It's a, it's a really strange... Because, I mean, we tried a couple of business ventures before. Mm. Um, and I'm actually really glad that we did. And I'm glad that we horrifically failed in those pursuits yeah, because yeah, lessons, actually lessons it was a lot of lessons mm. you know we learned a lot path to success is littered with mm. failures isn't it so yeah. that was yeah definitely and I'm glad we kind of managed to hone in on certain things before we even got to this yeah and then well we, we got to that point didn't it where we stopped stood back and thought okay well what are we both very very good at mm. and it was caring for families and yeah. and, and funerals yeah. um, so we thought okay We'll go down that road, yeah. and it's so far touch woods. It's, yeah. it's all worked out very, very mm. well for. Yeah, because mm. we were uh, we were sitting out in the garden before we started, and we were having a chat, weren't we? And we were saying how, uh, you know, there actually to be able to support people um, through a funeral, you've got to have a level of love for people and the ability to um, adapt yourself to people's needs, which you both have, and that's not terribly common. Um, amongst males in the traditional funeral industry, is it? No, no, no. It's, it's not. Um, well, that's the thing with so many um, funeral directors out there is the same style of funeral yeah. directing. Um, and I think that's where we've always sort of excelled in. We we aren't regular funeral directors. We, no. we just try to be ourselves Yes, whilst being obviously professional and doing yes. everything we can for somebody. Yes. It's being modern with those kind of traditional values as well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes. You know, it's not the kind of spooky old creepy man that's been no. a funeral director for many Going years. Going like and, this. Yeah, who kind of <laughs> creeps about and, you know, it's, it's yeah. being a bit modern and understanding what people would want, and yeah. especially people in our generation who will start losing nans and granddads if they haven't already and then parents. Yeah. Soon enough, it's nice to be able to look at things from a more modern yeah. perspective. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's also... Um, the, the whole everybody is individual and with so many of the, like the corporate funeral directors that we worked for the the funeral was very one note mm. um, a, f- a funeral consisted of a certain certain like style um, and it didn't really deviate from that mm. and I think um, being able to look at it from our perspective it was like a younger fresher look mm. at, the, at, the, at the funeral world we can like say, okay, well, you can do whatever you want. Mm. It doesn't have to be mm. steeped in tradition across the way. You don't no. have to do this. You don't have to do that. You can make it special, as unique as you want. Mm. And, yeah. Mm. I mean, funeral directors always refer to 
funerals being bespoke and to the family but ultimately it's still um kind of a show isn't it it's a bit it's very kind of choreographed you know with the big kind of corporate funeral directors everything's choreographed everyone seems to do the same thing apart from when a family wants something like a dove release or a bagpipe player or something like that but other than that it's pretty much the same mm. but that's the nice thing about us is that we're able to actually tailor it to each family you know from mm. the minute we, we speak to them on the phone to the minute we say goodbye to them and they're cooking us dinners to take away with us <laughs> and you know which is lovely it's mm. it's totally unique to them and different mm. because we're unique to them and we're different to them it's not we're not doing the same thing that we did with the last family you know it's not curtains closed right let's have lunch right curtains open again for the next performance it's mm-hmm. each one is totally different which mm. is lovely mm. Mm. and people feel that people pick up on that and they know that and um i think there's um there's such a a need for that in um are you right there dave Oh, sorry, I thought you spotted something on the floor. He's <laughs> <laughs> no, no. just picking up his water. Yes, yeah, so I was just trying to find where I placed it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's... There, and do you think... Um, because this, the, the whole t- uh, traditional Victoriana funeral, um, which is still very prevalent, that is predominantly what happens, isn't it? Is mm. that, um, do you think that's lasted so long because of the um, the the whole, uh, you know, people's inability um, to talk about death and dying, not wanting to face it, so that this sort of, it's archaic um, industries has not needed to change because mm-hmm. it's had not had any demand from the public to change. But that's changing now, isn't it? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, our generation, I do feel is our generation um, mm. who will actively shop for funeral directors to mm. find the funeral directors correct for them, not just for the sake of, oh, mum went to this person, nan went to that person, so that's where we're going to go. Mm. One, one size doesn't always fit all. No. Um, and what, who who was right for mum and dad may not be right for you. They may, And that's, I think, definitely one of the main aspects that I, fight, I feel has changed. Yeah, it's kind of a not just a, a kind of traditional values as a kind of countrywide feel. It's I think it's more broken down into family traditions, isn't it? You know, we mm. had... Nan had three limousines at her funeral, so we should have three limousines at our funeral. Mm. That's an extra 750 quid, please. You know, it's not... Yeah. You don't need to have that. And no. like, I said, like David said about the um, about the shopping, you know, it's the online world, so people yeah. will shop around for everything, Yeah, whether it's a pizza or a funeral. It doesn't yes. really matter these days. People yeah. will want the cheaper option, you know. But then people don't want just the cheap option, do they? They want quality with that. Yeah. So why not have both? You know, what's wrong with having both? Yes, mm. yeah, Absolutely. So what um, I think you've pretty much answered this, but uh, so what do you feel is most important when you're supporting a family? For me, it's being there. Mm. And so many families, um, when it comes to arranging a funeral, they've, they've never done it before. Mm. Um, they don't know what to expect. They don't know what, what to do. And it's, it's being able to be that guiding hand yes. through the whole, the whole process and and beyond, um, like helping them and literally being for there there for them. And like when we say when somebody calls us, and normally when we finish a conversation, we will say any hours of the day, twenty four hours a day, mm. give us a call. There's someone at the end of the phone. Yeah, and it's being genuine mm. with that as opposed to it just being 
a throwaway phrase. Yes. Um, even for conversations and, as, as you mentioned, going, going around people's houses for a cup of tea or, mm. or a curry. Um, just <laughs> yeah, just, just to, to be there for people yes. is yeah. what I find the most rewarding as well as the most important. On some level, you have to you have to have that connection with them, don't you? Oh, definitely. And it isn't just a business for you no. guys, is it? Oh, no. And that comes across um, loud and clear. No, it's, it's your it's your baby, isn't it? You know, as most people who run a business will tell you, it is. Yeah. You know, if, if the business isn't doing well, you worry about it. Yeah. Constantly, you lose sleep because it's like a child who's not doing well. You know, yeah. it is. It's just you. You worry and you you try absolutely everything you can to try and change things and make things better and sometimes there's nothing you can do but just wait it out and yeah things get better so yeah, yeah. it's it's when you do get a family it's um whether you're kind of busy or whether you're quiet it doesn't really make any difference does it yeah, everyone, gets the, same everyone gets the same kind yeah, of same level, level of treatment of service, yeah 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 and the thing is is that you know, knowing you guys um you're driving force is not um profit it's you know your your the service that you give and mm. um you want to earn a living yes like everybody else but there's so much more in um the services that you offer um that that are just again um not not terribly prevalent for for many people but the trouble is like you were saying earlier about shopping around Shopping around is fine if you know what you're shopping around for. And mm. for most people, they don't even know what their rights and their options are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so many funeral directors will lead with a price, um, mm. but then forget to mention um, yes. it doesn't include disbursements. Yes. Um, yes. Which is normally a massive chunk of, of a funeral cost is the third party costs. Yes. Yeah. One thing for us, isn't it, is that we were always adamant on right from the word go is that we were going to include the um, yeah. disbursements. Yeah, you know, yeah. The so a lot the of these comparison mm. sites, the, the it looks like it's a, a cheap, cheap service, mm-hmm. but it's the funeral director's fee which would include certain aspects like care of the body and uh, a hearse and things like that, yeah. but doesn't include yes. massive costs like maybe the burial or cremation. And, Absolutely. Yeah. What they effectively do is say, fine, we'll sell you a car. Here's a car. Oh, but you'd like an engine with that. Oh, yeah. that's going to be extra. Oh, you'd yeah. like wheels. Oh, that's going to be extra. Yes. That's effectively what they do. Yes. So we just decided, well, we just sell oh, people a, a really nice car. Yeah. yeah. And if they want to add <laughs> yes. extra this and extra that, then of course they can. But they don't have to because everything you're getting ultimately is everything you, you would need for a need funeral. Drive. Yeah. 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 So an average day, what's your average day like? Oh, goodness. Uh, well, uh, they, they differ quite a bit, don't they, to be fair. So you wake up in the morning, so I'll spring wake out up, of bed, I really excited. spring out of bed. <laughs> I'm a real morning person. Um, yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll get up, make myself a cup of coffee, let the dogs out for their, their morning constitution, um, and then I'll take them out for a walk. Uh, what dogs have you got? What breeds? Uh, they're complete crossbreeds, like complete right. mongrels. Yeah. Um, both rescue dogs. Um, oh. One's huge and yeah. the other's not so huge, but office not rockers. Tiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they, they go out. And then um, and then it's normally into work and see see the guys in the office, how, mm. how they're getting on, make sure everything's set for the day, and then off we go with... Business. Business. And business, business involves business. collecting people from homes, hospitals. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we hospices. do every aspect of it, don't we, at the yes. moment? Obviously, if we had a kind of, if as time goes on, if we do end up with more guys or that's kind of... More girls. Ne- absolutely, or necessary. Mm. Um, 
then we'll be kind of more in a position to be kind of micromanaging and um, focusing on other aspects of the business. But at the minute, we're quite happy just to yeah. be involved because yeah. we're still in the foundations of the business, aren't we? You know, we're I was still fledging. We're, we're, yeah. yeah, we're brand Which new. Which is nice, so though, really isn't it? Important. You're not like the the managers sitting up in your office. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we never wanted to be that. Dishing out. Yeah. Yeah. We're never sitting in board that. meetings That's and right. all that sort of stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you uh, think you will ever get to the point, you know, let's say the... the, the, the is highly successful. Um, would you ever want to give up having that connection with the families? No, and just sit no, in an office. Not. No, it would be sad if we do get busy to a point. It will be yeah. sad. But um, but then we're, uh, when I first started in the industry, it was a bit more. That was the kind of role that I was in mm. anyway. You didn't really have anything to do with the families in terms of the arrangement or the meeting of them. You know, one one sort of staff member would do the arranging side of things yes. and we would do the directing so of the funeral. So that's you interesting you, you pick up on that because I'd like you to talk through. So for most people with big corporate funeral directors, it's not necessarily what they think it, it, oh, it is, is it? Dude, so yeah. what, what can happen and in your experience has happened is that somebody walks through the door then they meet with a, an arranger or yeah. do they meet with a receptionist first? No, it's usually the arranger. I mean, depending on the company, you yeah. know, but in my yeah. experience, it was they would meet with the arranger yeah. that was either working at that branch full time or covering that branch. Um, they would then arrange the funeral and get close to that individual usually, um, arrange absolutely everything. But then right at the kind of last hurdle on the day of the funeral, it was then passed to us. And then right. we would actually take over from that. But then that obviously had many challenges. It's a shame because then there's no continuity for the family. No. As they would quite often ask the arrangers, can you come along to the funeral? But of course they couldn't because they were working or they working with allowed, other families. Yeah. Um, and then we would be starting at square one. You know, we wouldn't have any, we would quite often have to say to people on the phone, if you could just make yourself known to me mm. when we arrive, because mm. we don't know who you are. <laughs> you know, it's, and you have to get to the house and just hope that from the 50 people that are there, someone yes. walks over to you and says, hi, I'm... Mrs. Smith or whatever, you know, it's complete disconnect. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And once you've done the funeral, say you were onto the and next that's funeral. It. There's no, so oh, it will be. I don't there, think we'd ever get to a point where no. we entirely switch off. And I don't even think if if we if we ever get to the stage where we do have like multiple funerals a day, they will never be that way for our funeral directors. It will mm. never be okay. You've now finished that yeah. one. Now go get ready for your next yeah. funeral. Mm. They'll see them all the way through from start continuity. To yeah, because yeah. I think that's that's one of the things that we've really fallen in love with. With being yeah. the independent is being able to from from collection yeah. to final goodbyes yeah. to the after after care. Um, yeah, we get to see it all and do it all, and I mm. think that's very important for a family. Yes, because then you've got that person you can go to. You can ask questions to that person. Trust they feel safe. That person. Mm. Yeah. yeah. See, for yeah. me, being corporate was you're in the bubble but you don't realize that you're in the bubble no, it, at the time you yeah. think that the independents are on the kind of outskirts of everything just because you assume that well you're kind of a bigger company and you know, we kind of have better ways of doing things but yeah. then it's not until for me personally my granddad passed away a few years ago that was my kind of first personal experience of an independent funeral director mm. uh, who were doing obviously conducting his funeral at the time and my nan had the say the same funeral directors right the way through and they were absolutely fantastic, even down really? to the vehicles and things like that. Everything yeah. was immaculate because they had more time to focus on the funeral. You know, yes. it was that that entire day was all about my granddad yeah. and my family, which was really, really important to us. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't it wasn't about right. Let's get that one done again. Yeah. Right now, we've got another one in the afternoon. What's for yeah. lunch? Yeah, you know, which 
was nice. Sadly, it, yeah. And so it was lovely it is, to yeah. to see that. So that was my first experience of a an independent. Where I thought, oh, actually, there's a lot to be said for yeah. independent funeral directors. It really opened my eyes because yeah. they've just been had these corporate blinkers on. You know, I remember not being able to book midday funerals because it would mess up the entire day. We could only have one funeral that day. Mm. Really, mm. and they wouldn't have wanted that. Mm. Get as many in as you can. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's heartbreaking, isn't it? So. Well done for being brave enough to set up. People say that all the time. Yeah, don't they? yeah. Well, but I don't, and I, I never do, understood why. I've never understood the bravery. And now that we're doing it, I do understand why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Have you slept it in is. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, it, it, oh. it was. A very, Am I going to eat this month? <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Well, 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 and it's when you start taking on guys, you know, you, you yeah. really think. That, oh, okay. Well, you've got staff now, but you haven't because our guys are everything to us, aren't they? We've only yeah. got you know three, so it's really, and, and because we're such a small team, we worry about them constantly. Yeah. So it's not even about right. Can we t- even take a wage? You know, this month it's about can we afford yeah. to put food on the table of the guys that work with us and their yeah. families? You're they, taking on all of that pressure, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. Instead of, in effect, our livelihoods being like our priorities it's completely changed to okay now they are the forefront of our mm. mind we need to provide yes. for other we need people to provide for them yeah um yeah, it's like taking on another family mm. yeah it is. it is isn't it mm. yeah so it, it, when a family contacts you what's the process with you guys how do you work uh with the family it all depends on the first of all the way that the family contact us mm. um because they can contact us via um so like our, our web form, um, they can call us, um, they can pop in and see us sort of thing. Um, so obviously that dif- differentiates each time. Um, and if somebody's very, very far away, mm. the majority of the way that we do our contact will be over email and telephone calls, mm. um, using online forms and things like that. Um, but if someone's closer, then we, we try to do home arrangements yeah. more than anything, just because people are more comfortable in their own homes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you can you can be more personal with someone. You can get to know them a lot better yes. when they're when they're in their own space as opposed to in a funeral branch. Yes. Um, in a very a setting that they don't know, and you're asking mm. them to open up about somebody that they love. Mm. Mm. Yeah, especially if you have then another family, you know, potentially walking to the branch while you're speaking to that family. Mm. It can, yes. It's always a bit awkward. Whereas for us, say like I say, we're fortunate enough to be able to go into people's homes and think you know and it's they are totally relaxed there's no time limit there's no you know it's just you can have a chat and then you actually learn quite a lot about the deceased as well the person's passed away you learn a lot about them don't you you know normally the photo albums start coming out and all that and i love seeing the photo albums yeah and it does (laughs) it's really nice it's saying it's that continuity right away from it's not just a person but it's the family you're dealing with you're actually getting to know the person that's passed away as well which is actually really lovely and unique it helps us it helps us be able to do that unique Goodbye. Mm. Yes. So I do that. So like yes. goodbye their way. It gives you the option to also be able to open up doors for them they might not have realised. Mm. You know, I remember doing a funeral a long while ago and the, the chap had passed away on the Isle of Sheppey and he'd, he'd worked at a factory for 40 odd years. And I realised on the route that we were actually going past the factory. So I said to the family, would you like me to have a word with them? And maybe we can pull into the... Because he loved working. I mean, if he hated it, I wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> He's to go back to work factory. for one last time. Yeah, no, no. But, uh, but he really adored it there. And you know, but because I spoke with them, as we drove past, they let us straight in into the uh, like a very large car park at the front. And all of the staff were out because we'd pre-warned and we were coming at a certain time. And yeah. that meant the world to the family. So it's little things like that yes. that you don't really realise unless you kind of get to know the families. Mm. Yes. individually you know yes. we wouldn't have known that we yeah. would have gone straight to the crematorium yeah and that would have been that but 
and how special for everybody involved mm. to have that. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, processes. I suppose similar. It's just getting to know people, isn't it? But we try to keep everything as simple and as modern as possible, and yeah. even in terms of being online, because some people just aren't ready to speak on the phone, aren't they? Yeah. Especially if it's the worst day of their life, or that some, first sometimes people just call, would rather yes. leave a little form and just think, yeah. "Well, I need to get myself together. I've let the funeral directors know that yes. you know I need them, and to call yes. me in a couple of days or whatever." Yeah. But it's so we try to make things easy for people. Best thing off of the, the very first phone call um, is usually more of a like a fact finding yeah um just to get the basic information that we're going to require to get like get the ball rolling with everything um and then obviously advising the family the next steps Mm. um once that's happened that's when we'd start making the formal arrangements when like second contact usually Mm. um and then there's obviously with form signing and, and all that sort of stuff um yeah so yeah yeah, it's more it's the first contact is normally just yeah. basics um get to know everybody a little bit better and then and then go from there and go from there yeah so that's the end of part one don't forget to join us next week for part two i would like to say a very big thank you for being brave enough to dare to listen to a podcast that talks about something we as a nation tend to prefer doesn't exist doesn't apply to our lives But no, it does. No one gets out of here alive. And being more aware and engaged helps us all to have a more positive experience when the time does come to either us or our family, friends and pets. If you'd like to subscribe, please visit www.hollyleonhawk.com.